The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello and welcome. We are live in Erie, Pennsylvania. Good to be back in the United States. I'll tell you, have a bigger appreciation for technology and the internet and obviously just uh, having the access and communication with people that you know and understand. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Good to, uh, good to hear you back as well. Um, the last time we spoke, I think maybe you were in Dubai and it was 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I must say you sound uh, much chip, much more chipper today. <laughs> yeah, it's nice being in a time zone that's uh, within nine hours of uh, <laughs> yeah. the real time. Yeah, I, I don't think we did our calculations well enough when I left, not knowing it was 2 a.m. until I actually got on a flight. So uh, your book is actually, uh, I think it, it made it internationally into England about two weeks ago. It was in Dubai and Cairo, uh, and I believe also... Oman. I have yet to post these photos, but uh, people were holding your book and they like the title of it. And so I think you're going to get some nice international buzz from that. Uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought that little old me would <laughs> 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 have a book that's uh, showing all over the world my It Factor Action Guide? Uh, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Well, what, what's going to be next for you since uh, you've got this down and what's, what's going to happen in 2017? Well, 2017, I believe, is going to see uh, see me getting before an increasing uh, bigger audience, um, not just uh, on the Internet, but uh, in person as I am uh, booking speaking engagements. Uh, even even today, I, I spoke with a, uh, a group and, uh, and planning on uh, speaking in a number of different venues and hopefully uh, bigger and bigger venues uh, to I can so I can spread my message of uh, personal potential and, and confidence and what that means to um, success in everything that we do. Awesome. And uh, what are you doing for the, the next, for the holidays? Oh, the holidays always sees um, uh, myself and my immediate family with my wife and my kids uh, traveling to uh, Oklahoma. Not a long trip for us since, uh, since we are in Texas, so. Uh, but uh, we do go up there and spend with family, and then uh, we will be uh, we'll be home uh, in uh, in Texas for uh, the Christmas season. Uh, missing our, our our one son who is overseas in Africa uh, as a United States Marine. It'll be our first uh, first Christmas really without him, and so that that'll uh, make it a little bit a uh, little bit more. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure exactly how to put it, Ken. I mean, uh, he'll be on our minds a lot. There's no question. We'll, 
we're trying to decide what to do with all his gifts. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, cool. Well, I I had a beautiful day in Erie, Pennsylvania. It's a little chillier here than it was in uh, Egypt and and uh, Dubai, and it was really a it's a beautiful city. Uh, it's it's very uh, I, I think it's very a uh, good description of what a, an American town is like. They have lots of tribute statues, memorials for uh, the, the men and women who've given their lives for our freedom. And uh, so I, as I was driving through the, the whole city, I just kept seeing these beautiful parks and memorials. So I've taken a lot of pictures and they should be up tomorrow. And I would love to, I'd love to just uh, share right now what we're going to be doing tomorrow. It's going to be uh, an event called uh, disrupt Erie and the idea of disrupt Erie is not allowing the status quo to actually cause the domination of a life or a culture or a community. So they're going to be giving awards to people who actually disrupt um, the status quo. I think that's an awesome idea. And we had best. Uh, I remember. Yeah, we yeah, had best. Yeah, I remember having so that's them tomorrow. I, I remember having them on, Ken, and that, that's an amazing, uh, amazing thing that they're doing. Uh, by the way, I, I'll let you know that uh, our, our guest today uh, is uh, Bill Walsh. I'll give him the uh, proper introduction here in just a moment. He did message me uh, just a few moments ago and said he would be on in just a minute. Bill is at an, an event. He's a, as, as we uh, know and uh, will know as we visit with him this hour, he is one busy guy, <laughs> like, like yourself. And uh, we're privileged to have him, so he will be on momentarily. Okay, well, uh, let's let's give a nice bio. Share share uh, everything you can about Bill. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, uh, Bill Walsh, our guest today, he is uh, the CEO and founder of a business coaching and venture capital firm called Power Team International. Bill hosts and speaks at events all over the world. His passion is to empower entrepreneurs and business owners to create massive success. He loves to help people to understand specifically what it takes to build successful companies. He is a, an accomplished author, speaker, and I've, seen, I've been privileged to see Bill speak in person two times, and he's just amazing at how he draws you in with his message of hope and inspiration and perseverance. He's a radio personality, a movie celebrity. We'll have to find out more about that. And he is the innovator with a remarkable ability to determine and dictate success strategies to seize global marketing opportunities. Connect with millionaires and make your business wildly successful. Our, our guest today that we're very excited to welcome is uh, Mr. Bill Walsh. Okay, well, Bill, while Bill's uh, getting from his show over to uh, a phone, I will go ahead and just share my background with him. He is... Uh, I met him roughly three years ago through a Mark Harris event, and Lizette LaForge was kind enough to um, give me that uh, opportunity. So I went to an event in Atlanta, Georgia, and was able to uh, meet Bill as well as about 30 other speakers. And what caught me about Bill is that he was such uh, an amazing insight into reading people and, and being able to communicate with them and instantly understanding how he could work with them how he could create abundance with them. And so I, I have to say, out of all the people I've met in the five years I've been doing the Umbrella Syndicate, Bill Walsh is one of the quickest, one of the brightest uh, leaders of our time. 
in that he just has a wealth of, of experience, knowledge, and information and understanding of human behavior to realize how he can be strong on a stage, how he can be strong in a partnership, and how uh, what he's looking for and how he can actually help those people have those same traits. So I think uh, Andrea is actually uh, in Erie. She's doing a, a little bit of a, a tour in Erie uh, so I can be back at the show, but I think she's going to be calling in uh, relatively soon. Okay, good. Well, um, <laughs> Bill's at an I'm event right well. now. Bill's at an event, and he is... Bill is on. Be- Bill is on. Oh, good. Bill is on the line. Wonderful. Hey, Bill, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you, brother? Well, you're always awesome. <laughs> Have you ever had a day that was not awesome? Because every time I've talked to you... I've had a few of those, really for awesome. sure. You just kind of roll through those and keep moving. Yes, you do. So I, was, I don't know if you heard the part of... I was acknowledging that the Mark Harris event was the first time I got to meet you through... Uh, Lizette uh, gave me an invitation, and it was kind of an interesting event because it was really speaker-saturated uh, and not such a, a huge audience, which gave me a, a really great opportunity to spend some time with people like you. And I, I don't—I think if that event had had a ton of people, I don't know if I would have had the time to really talk to you and plant that first seed because that really was my, my first national event. And then later I met you at CEO Space, and then you were kind enough to invite me to some of your power team events and Rainmaker events as well as your uh, summer events. So you, you've really made a, a big difference in my life, and I wanted you on this show because when we wrap our book called Amplified um, Gold Nuggets, you're one of the people that really uh, gave me the gold nuggets I needed to take my career and my understanding of how to play big in, in a national scene and, and how to be a, a better speaker and a better leader. So I, I wanted to thank you first and foremost for that, and you're just an awesome guy. Well, thank you very much, and I think the same thing of you, right? I think that some people show up, and then some people show up the right way, and you always show up the right way. You always come with the face of service and, you know, figuring out ways you can help other people first, and, and, and you're such a professional. You're one of the best in the world I've ever seen at what you do, and, um, you know, some people can take a picture, and some people can capture art. You know, you can capture art, capture the moment like nobody I've ever seen in my life, and, uh, you know, congratulations for all your hard work. It certainly pays off, and... I love the idea of amplify, and I think that's a big part of life, right? It's not just showing up. It's showing up the right way, coming from a place of service that truly helps others really amplify and step up to the next level. And because of that, you know, your success really shines through based on the success of the people you serve. And, you know, you certainly do a great job with that. So that's awesome. Well, another thing I said about you that you may not have heard was how quick you're able to ascertain uh, in, a, in a conversation, in a, in a meeting, exactly how you can work with someone. And, and since I, I meet leaders, speakers, authors, um, people that are playing on stages. i just never seen someone with lightning speed cognitive ability to just look at a situation and map it out, wrap it up. I mean, you said, hey, come, come to lunch with me and let's talk about your business. And you laid it out, but it's just, I, I am just so appreciative of how you've used this knowledge to help so many people. And you're one of those guys that is that power of one person. You meet, if you meet a Bill Walsh, you're meeting someone that if, you share with him what you're looking for, he'll help you get there quicker. Well, I think a lot of times what happens, Ken, is that people can't see, you know, they can't see their own way because they're many times living in the past. Many times they get into a place called busyville. Many times they get into a place where it's called non-belief. And, you know, and I, and I think if you think about what, you know, Henry Ford talked about, he said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And so many times our self-doubt becomes self-sabotage. And then after a while, we just stop trying. Where many times what I can see in people is the things they can't see in themselves. 
And then, of course, sometimes it's the connections, the pieces of the puzzle, the pricing models. You know, we never give ourselves enough value. We discount our, our value because we don't realize that we're priceless. And, and once we put all those together and people start to have some small victories, it's always in the small victories that we begin to realize we deserve the big wins. You know, and so what I'm a really, uh, I've been a gift at being able to see is seeing things in people they can't see in themselves, being able to help them stretch to tap into a vision way more powerful than they could ever imagine. And the vision that they probably already have, just didn't realize it, actually begins to pull them towards the success. And once they start getting pulled towards the success, then people say, oh, they made it look easy. They didn't make it look easy. They were on path and purpose with such an amazing passion that people run and thought they were crazy. They weren't crazy. They just had a clear vision that pulled them to really deliver and over-deliver what they were already great at in the first place. So at what time in your life did you realize you had this skill? Uh, did you think you were like anybody else? At what, what point did you realize you were really a special and a, and a leader and could command an audience? Well, I don't know about command an audience. I just think when you really own your content, you own your space. I mean, listen, I'm not a good cook. I'm not a relationship coach. Um, I can't get you motivated, you know what I mean? But I can inspire someone and I, you know, I can make good dinner reservations <laughs> and, and I can, I can certainly hire a good relationship coach, you know what I'm saying? But, but I do know when it comes to business, I'm a damn good business coach because I see things in the business they don't see, right? Because I've lived it so many times and I've done so many turnarounds that I think you don't know something until you do live it. But once you do, it gives you a whole different, you know, it gives you a whole different vantage point. And I think, that's a real clear indicator of someone that you want in your life, of someone that has a vantage point in the space you'd like to excel in. That's probably been there before. They're going to give you insight that nobody else will give you. I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm at an event that is probably a, a, the kind of hot topic that really resonates with me and, and probably yourself. It's called Disrupt Erie, and it's about leaders who disrupt the status quo and just like you said about Henry Ford, which is my probably my my second favorite quote, you you can always prove yourself right by being a failure or being a success because you'll do the things that will actually cause you to be right. And with that said, um, what do you what did you think? I'm I'm jumping into a, a pretty interesting tangent here. Were you surprised at all that Trump won the presidency? No, because if you study the elections in multiple countries. If you look at Italy, if you look at Sweden, if you look at some of the South American countries, if you look at some of these elections that have taken place in the last two to three years, you're seeing a, a swell of people that are just really upset with the status quo. And I think anytime you start pushing people down, pushing people down, and you start, you know, um, not giving their, their voice uh, any value, um, people get upset. And, and it's really sad that we do live in a world where there's lots of fear, right? And so a lot of the fear is setting in. And and I think when people come into a fear mode, you know, when someone, when, when, you know, when you fear that someone's going to take something from you, whether they're worried about an immigrant going to take something from them, whether they're worried about a terrorist going to bomb something, when you tap into those fears that people have, those are way more powerful than what you're going to do for somebody. Does that make sense? Many times, it does. fear of loss is way bigger than fear of success. And so fear of success that Hillary talked about, which was getting stronger together, is, is an idea and a belief that I think has more value in the long run, but in the short run, what really taps into people is fear of loss. Nobody wants to lose what they have. And, and the more that fear sets in, I think the more voters that really were just worried, you know I mean, that came out in the droves that were not counted votes, that nobody even, pretty, they, they pretty much counted them out. 
and I and I do think that you know Trump has actually tapped into a very very powerful chord across our country that that most Americans in many ways not most but let's say lots of Americans have become very fed up with Washington. So I, I don't know that it's always was a, was just a vote for him, but I think it's also a vote for uh, less of what we've seen in Washington over the past 10, 20, 30 years. And, and, I, and I think he really tapped into that. You know, you can, you can knock him. You can, I, tell, I post it online. You can love him or you hate him, but he's our president-elect, right? And, and he certainly and he understands marketing um, as good as all these guys. Because if you look at the numbers, I mean, you know, she spent $2 billion plus. She had the 30 years of doing elections in the past. She had the Democratic engine behind her. But what he had was free press. And, and I'm telling you, he's right that, you know, bad press is sometimes press. And the free press he did get, he took advantage of it multiple ways. And then he used social media. He used Twitter. He used, he used Facebook. He used the new mediums that, that this is where people reside. They don't, they don't pick up the newspapers like they used to in the past. They, they go on their Facebook. They go on their Instagram. They go on their Twitter account. And they're seeing these things that are, you know, being, being hit with them in, in, in multiple sides. And, you know, before you know it, um, I think that he really understood the, psych- the psychological side of really how to move an audience, move the American people, to, uh, to really tap into the cord once again because they felt so fed up that, that he could be the agent of change. And that's really the vote that he brought in was the change vote, and, and obviously that's, uh, it worked. Yes, the other, the other thing, as you uh, just mentioned, was he brought in the social proof aspect of social media because when someone plays a, a bashing uh, a bashing ad against their opponent and then say, I endorse this ad, or they make an ad that shows them as this glorified person and they say, I endorse this ad, it's first person, it's not a surprise. But when you have social media and you have influencers, leaders, uh, even peers sharing where they're going, they're creating a, a social movement that could not have been calculated. And they even, I, that was the thing I heard biggest was that uh, there will never be an election uh, that will be like the past again because this just completely changed the game. Well, I think what it did is it was very much a wake-up call for Washington that what you've been doing for the past 10, 20, 30 years is really not resonating with the American people. And I think that they came out in, in droves and record numbers in different voting groups say it's time for a change and you know what um, I give them a lot of credit for, for mastering the mundane of you know going through all those days where it seemed like the election was over I don't know two or three times that he, I mean I really thought well, sometimes the comments that he made I mean, how does he rebound from that right but sure right. enough you know what he, he doubled down and tripled down and, and his voter base only got stronger and, and I think it was that resiliency that you know they may not like him for five or ten things that are his you know some of his worst qualities but they overlooked the worst qualities for the, for the qualities that they thought were most important to drive our country to the next level. And that's what, uh, that's what won the election. I agree. I was in uh, Dubai and Egypt, and when they heard I was an American, they actually put their thumbs up and they said Trump like that. So the reason I, I wanted to share that with you is because uh, when we had the Obama election and also the George W. Bush election, it was very evident uh, who the world wanted to win. And I was told that the world wanted Hillary to win because she was the diplomat. She was the safer side of the American voice. 
and and, and this is not normally this political of a of a uh, show actually, but I, I know that you are a leader and that you uh, analyze things like this. So I was just really picking your brain and interested in, in, in how you looked at this. And it's really uh, not only a hot topic, but it's very relevant to my, my talk tomorrow on uh, Disrupt Awards. So whoever my guest was, I was just going to ask what their thoughts were, but you've really <laughs> shared and, and opened my eyes to some other pointers that I want to bring into my presentation. No problem. Glad to help. So uh, what is next for you? What's the big thing for 2017 for Bill Walsh and uh, what, what can we anticipate that's going to be different and a change for you? You know, I think the big thing is continue to serve small businesses around the world, continue to help those entrepreneurs that don't have a voice that can give them tools and leadership skills and training and systems and access to big networks to help them create even more success. And, of course, part of that is taking it from the markets that were in even more markets. You know, our goal this year is to have just over 100,000 attendees at our expos alone with our inspiration conferences. So, you know, those are things that are moving at a pretty good pace. But I also think on a much higher level, you know, I'm really, really, really excited about serving to help uh, this Unite for Good movement to literally bring for the first time ever a platform where literally everyone can list their social impact profile. Combine that with agnostic uh, platform to help any NPO or any nonprofit raise money for their cause through an agnostic platform that combines likes, comments, and shares talking about doing good that raises awareness to these groups because I think every business owner today, you're seeing in Europe, one in four are now become socially conscious entrepreneurs. I think you'll see more of that here in the U.S., that we can serve a million small businesses to become socially conscious. And all that really means is that, you know, you're going to give back to a local charity. Maybe you'll donate some time. Maybe you'll donate some goods. Because I, think every, I think every little act of kindness helps today. I think the Internet's turned to a place of social hate. And, and I really do think the only way to tip that scale is it starts from the bottom up. It's a bottom up movement of leaders, of small business owners, of entrepreneurs that really start to move down the path of making sure that we all give back a little bit to support causes. You don't need to go to causes outside the you know, United States or outside North America. You can go to causes five miles from your house. In every major city, we're facing homelessness, we're facing drug addictions, we're facing so many things that, you know, that as a, as a society, everyone needs to do a little small part. But I think by putting that voice in the arms and, and really the path of small business, uh, collectively, we can make a, a massive difference over the next five to ten years, and I'm looking forward to leading that charge. I was just on the featured uh, cover this month of Unite for Good for the magazine, so I'm really, really excited about moving, like I said, tens of thousands up to a million small business owners to really become socially conscious. And uh, if we do that, um, then the ripple effect of that will be felt for generations to come. Well, it would be yeah, an I honor. One second, Andre. Uh, it'll be an honor for us to be connected with that in 2017 and support it. So uh, th that's one thing I wanted to just say is that my intention is to really play a bigger game with you. And uh, I really appreciate that every single time there has been an opportunity to work with you, we've made it, that you've been open about how we can make it happen bigger each time. So uh, with that said, I want to also share in Dubai, I actually left my big luggage. Or, uh, it was pulled out of a limousine put on the street and I never saw the driver do that and I completely forgot that that luggage even existed with me. So I walked some three blocks into a, uh, into a karaoke uh, restaurant bar and when they asked for my bags, I said, Ugh, I, where's my big bag? And so I was trying to pinpoint where it is and I said, maybe it's back in the limousine and maybe it's not. And so it was tw some 20 minutes later because I was in a long line getting into the restaurant and I ran back to the, the spot where the limousine dropped us off and sure enough, there's a big suitcase there. 
and it's my suitcase, and I'm just bewildered that it was on a busy street in Dubai for 20 minutes, and no one thought, hey, let's see what's inside, or let's just take it home and see if there's some presents in there for us. And I went back to the bar, and uh, this person was the third person to tell me this. I said, I can't believe my bag wasn't taken. And they said, oh, that won't happen in Dubai. And they, they bragged that there's just no crime, uh, crime in Dubai, but there's also no homelessness. There's not a homelessness situation. And the reason I share that is because Trump hit a really big nerve when we take all the money and resources we have in this country when we have really big problems and we throw it out of the countries that we can only make so much of a dent in their problem. It's not that we shouldn't help them. It's that we put sometimes more of a focus on the underprivileged and taking, instead of taking care of the people that are American citizens and should be the first priority. Well, it needs to realize that, you know, every person that's out there, you'd be surprised how many of those lives and you can help turn them around. The ripple effect of those lives is going to impact tens of thousands of people. I don't think we realize how important that is. Well, I saw a post just the other day of uh, taking students that were uh, being bad and instead of putting them in a detention, they put them in meditation and they said that it's worked wonders on really having them focus on who they can be and, and be more introspective. And I think we just have to look at how we're causing our own problems by not actually solving the problem and not even addressing that the, the problem's not going to switch. And I think one of the coolest things that Trump said right out of the gate is, hey, I want to, my first focus is to get rid of criminals, drug dealers, and, and people that are causing problems in society. And I think, I've never heard a president say that. Yeah, well, I think it's a wake-up call that everyone can do a little bit. We don't have to do a lot, just a little bit every day, and that little bit every day can make a, an absolute global difference. Well, Andrea was about to uh, say something, and I, I had that tangent I needed to complete. So, Andrea, the, the, your, the mic is yours. No, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because uh, actually you and I were on the same wavelength, you know, that I was going to mention that, you know, we were talking about, you know, the fact that they didn't have uh, homelessness in Dubai was very interesting, but what we learned about for in Dubai, because we were like, okay, so what does that mean? But actually, if you can't pay your bills in Dubai, you should go to jail. Um, and, and it's quite uh, quite a different uh, adage, you know, that your, your responsibility is to take care of yourself and to do whatever it takes to make that happen. And and. Um, and then in some ways, that's extremely awesome. And in other ways, well, that's, you know, somebody who truly cannot pay their bills and ends up in jail, you know, that's awful. Um, but there are there are some things within that model that, uh, you know, I, I like because it makes people be responsible because we do, I do come across people who just are taking a responsibility for their life whatsoever here in America and, 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 ha- and have that entitlement to expectation that everybody else will step up and take care of them. Um, and along those lines, too, when you were talking about um, taking care of entrepreneurs and helping people and lifting them up to different levels, I'm, I actually am in a meeting. I just stepped out um, here in Erie and um, uh, getting ready for this um, Disrupt Erie event here in Pennsylvania that's happening tomorrow night. And I was invited to come in and, and talk with these angel investors and to hear what's going on in their community and what they're investing in. And so hearing um, how this group realized, a group of people realized that in their community, they didn't have anybody that was really looking at investing in their own community's economics and helping startups and helping small businesses. So these capital investors got together, these angel investors, and created a, a group where it, 
you know, people could come in and pitch. And, and so tonight, you know, I'm hearing different businesses come in and pitch their ideas and see what they're doing to make that change and seeing how these investors are helping uh, move them to a different level so that it's not happening just here in Erie, but then they've also expanded into Pittsburgh as well because they're looking to make sure that people have an opportunity and a chance. And that really just seems to align with what you're saying, Bill, about helping other people. Um, and then just the third part of that, too, is when we were in Dubai and, and Cairo is having the opportunity to speak with other business people that were invited to hear uh, Ken speak. And, uh, and I ended up having the opportunity to speak as well and hearing the people from the community who are in business who were thrilled to death to speak with Americans and find out Andrea. how to expand their businesses internationally. It was quite awesome. Uh-huh. We have to go to break for you soon. I want to give Bill an opportunity to share how people can connect with him. And also, uh, what is the organization you're involved with, Bill, the name of it? It's called Unite for Good. So they can just go to Facebook. It's real simple, U4G Group on Facebook, and begin to post some acts of kindness. It's awesome. And uh, if they want to reach me and get a free report on growing your business, just go to our corporate site, which is the letter I, and then Power Team, P-O-W-E-R-T-A-M, PowerTeam.com. And they get a free report on how to launch, grow, and build a better business. And it's a total gift for all of your listeners. So glad to uh, give back. You're like the James Brown of the speaking circuit. I don't think anyone works harder than you. How many events do you do a year? <laughs> we stay pretty consistent. I think a big part of that is just ask yourself how many customers you plan to serve this week. And the rest will take care of itself. Well, that's a, that's a very good response. So we're going to be right back in a couple minutes. And we're going to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. We're in Erie, Pennsylvania. We just uh, had our first guest of the show, Bill Walsh. What an amazing conversation we had about disrupting the world and how uh, Donald Trump has actually become the President of the United States as a result of actually being the vote for change. So we now have our guest, uh, Beth Zimmer. This is a, a, a wonderful surprise because, first of all, I got to have lunch with Beth, and secondly, we've had her on the show a couple weeks ago and did not get to go as deep as I wanted to with what she's doing in Erie, Pennsylvania, and what we hope to duplicate this to be Disrupt USA. <laughs> so uh, Beth with Innovation Collaborative. Thank you so much for having me out to Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, giving welcoming arms to Andrea Adams-Miller as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to being a part of your event and speaking at your event and really getting to know you and your community more. We, we are absolutely superbly honored to have you both here in town and very excited about the event tomorrow, and you're just going to, I know, make great history here for us in, in Erie, Pennsylvania. Well, before we go backwards to, uh, to hear the story of how this all happened, I just want to share with you, I was on the elevator, and there were some interesting characters in the elevator when we were heading down from your office uh, back to the street to get in the car, and I held the magnet up, and I said, hey, would you mind holding this? And one guy was looked at me and goes, sure, dude, like that, and he held it up, <laughs> and another guy didn't even pay attention and just grabbed the, the magnet and held it up, and he was happy to hold it, too, but he held it upside down, and I thought that was pretty cool because that's, like, awesome. disrupting disrupt. And then this this little short lady that came in, this little short girl, um, she came in, and the second she got in our elevator, I said, hey, uh, other people have been holding this uh, up. Would you mind holding this up, too? And she goes, okay, sure. And then she turns around, she goes, wait a second, what is this for? <laughs> and I said, well, this is an awards event that we're having here in Erie. And she goes, yeah, but disrupt, I don't agree with disrupt. And I said, well, no, disrupt is about making change. It's about uh, not allowing the status quo to actually rule your life. And she goes, "Oh, okay." And then she turned it around and got the and I got the picture. So, um, so tell. This is the second annual, and so I'm glad to be part of the, the beginnings. And also, I know that the first one, two, and three, it's indicative that you create a social proof that your event is not only making a difference, but that there is momentum that people are spreading the word that this needs to be something that's embraced. What what time did you come up with this vision and the name? I'm just to make sure I understand the question. How did we come up with the vision for Disrupt Erie? Uh, yes, the vision and okay. also the name. Okay, so unlike, not unlike several communities across the country, we as a region forgot that almost 100% of all the net new jobs are created by companies that are less than five years old. This is true federal statistic that's been true for 30-plus years. So when you live in a region that's declining economically, it doesn't take rocket science to say, if that is fact, then maybe we need to look at what we're doing to encourage more entrepreneurship and risk-taking. And maybe we're not doing enough, and maybe that's one of the big reasons why we are declining. And lo and behold, we were able to prove that absolutely. We forgot that encouraging entrepreneurship and startups is a key economic development strategy. You know, a lot of regions, not ours included, focus very strongly on trying to help the businesses that are here to stay and grow, which is extremely important. And they also spend a lot of time and resources on trying to attract companies 
to uproot themselves from somewhere else and move here, which, frankly, that kind of strategy, though could be very lucrative, is almost like winning the lottery. It's very difficult and to do. So, anyway, focusing on, on encouraging more startups and risk-taking in a, in a somewhat depressed region is really key, and it's disruptive to do that. Our region, again, not unlike several others across the country, is complacent and very risk-averse and typically focuses on figuring out how to do more with less instead of taking some calculated risks and investing in something that could actually help our community progress. And when you talk about coming up with the name of Disrupt Theory, you know, when you're, when you're working in the entrepreneurial ecosystem or the entrepreneurial or startup, startup spaces, disruption is a very common word. When you're talking to a potential investor or you're talking to a potential customer, and a lot of times the question is, well, how is this solution really going to disrupt this industry? It's right. a good word. It's, it's, that's how, without disruption, we wouldn't have the Internet, Right. Right. So tell us about last year's. What was uh, who is the winner, and what are some of the stories that would uh, inspire someone to say I could be an, uh, a nominee? So last year's event was the first annual, and we honored six different categories of entrepreneurs. So the most prestigious award was Erie's Hero. It's an entrepreneur that took a risk and built a business and created lots of jobs and became one of the foundational successes of our our community. And what that does to inspire others, the startups or the people that have an idea sitting around their kitchen table or tinkering in their garages, they're hearing these stories of these heroes that did that. They had an idea in their garage, and it grew to a company that provided their family with a lot of prosperity and provided our community with lots of jobs and philanthropic dollars and a lot of community service. So it all of the entrepreneurs that are honored, all of the nominees have great stories that just really help to inspire others to take that step or encourage others to take that step and to help educate the community as to how important our entrepreneurs are. They aren't mavericks. They aren't people that can't find a job. They are people that have a vision, have a solution, and want to help others in applying those solutions. Awesome. So what would it be, uh, what would be some factoids about Erie that, since this is a, a national show, that people may not know about Erie, but it would cause them to want to Google it or want to come and visit it? Tell me some things. I've traveled all over the country and spent a lot of time in a lot of different places, and the region of northwest Pennsylvania is absolutely fantastic. From a weather perspective, we are lucky enough to experience all four seasons. We are one of the top, I think the statistic is one of the top five safest regions from weather tragedy experiences. We have a stray tornado every once in a while, but we don't have any kind of other huge risks here as far as flooding or hurricanes or anything like that. We're in a spot that is right on the Great Lakes. If you come to the beaches in, in Erie, Pennsylvania and look at it, you feel like you're in, standing in, on the beach in the ocean. We're smack dab in the middle between Buffalo, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. We have tons of cultural amenities here. 
But if we really want something bigger, we can go to those bigger cities. The, the feel is kind of a mix between East Coast, Northeast, and Midwestern, the culture as far as the people. We're friendly but extremely hardworking. Our work ethic, our work ethic is really unmatched. The schools are great. The, the re- religiosity, spirituality activity here is fantastic. It's a great place to live, work, and, and really thrive. Why do you think that is? What made Erie what it is? I think it's the, the grit and the persistence of those entrepreneurs that built the city in the first place. Again, this, this economic decline that we've been experiencing in the last 10 to 15 years can in no way uh, uh, be our legacy for the future and our, our long-term history of Erie. Are you trying to have this Disrupt Awards or Disrupt Erie be something that catches on and uh, attaches to other cities? Absolutely. I think the work that we're doing, and, and there are a lot of other regions, don't get me wrong, across the country that are working on creating a, a better entrepreneurial ecosystem for their regions, but uh, we have come a long way in, in just two years in, in assessing our environment with some experts and applying best practices based on lessons learned from, from other communities. Uh, besides the Disrupt Erie Awards, you know, we have a collective of um, four universities in the country's largest medical school. They, com- they compete with their innovative projects every year here. We have our angel investor group um, working with not only investing but obviously mentoring the startups here. We have we have meetups and, and coffees with, with entrepreneurs where they can come together and talk to each other and, and partner with each other and a lot of serendipity happens and the co-working space is growing and, and really became valued as a community asset very quickly. So yeah, a lot of the things that we're doing can certainly be replicated elsewhere. And disrupting a community through an awards program during Global Entrepreneurship Week is like the cherry on top of the ice cream, right? I certainly agree. And I got the uh, I got the opportunity to see the city and drive around. Uh, Kim Burney, who's got a heart of gold, uh, took her time and allowed us to not only see the city but capture it. And one of the things I, I noticed was this is a, a proud American city. This is a city that honors its bets. It's a, a city that believes in hard work. It's a city that uh, is innovative, and with the name of your company, obviously that's such a, a cool name. What 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 caused that to be the name of your company, Innovation Collaborative? To be a hundred percent honest with you, I don't remember. <laughs> and when, when did you start that company? We started a grassroots effort about in October two thousand and twelve. So, pretty new company. Yeah, we became a formal organization in the eyes of the IRS in September of 2014. Well, I want to give an opportunity to uh, give shout-outs to the people that help your dreams come true because I know the Disrupt Awards has sponsorships, it has dollars, it has people that believe in this vision, this dream. Would you like to share some of the people that have gotten behind your awards event? Absolutely. So Penn, the universities have been very supportive of all of this work because they understand of the importance for the region. So um, Penn State Barron and Gannon University and Mercyhurst University and Edinburgh University and our Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine, um, some folks that are working to redevelop and, and 
uh, bring a Renaissance Center to, or a Renaissance to a local shopping area. The VCG properties have been greatly supportive. Uh, we have a, a, really the region's only locally held bank. Marquette is, is very supportive in working with us in all of the things that we do to, to grow, the, grow the region and improve the, the scenarios here. Blue Tree Allied Angels, the Pittsburgh-based angel investor group that's here meeting right now, um, they expanded here back in 2011 to help as well. So, And there are several more. Our board of directors, who you know, represents intellectual property attorneys, Jonathan DeSilva and his, his company, MMI. Uh, there's just so many more. Carl Nicolia, the CEO and founder of a startup called PS Energy, has worked countless hours as our, our board chairman. Brian Scott is a founding board member who's a, a startup CEO himself as well, an angel investor. Also, Erin Green is a fantastic woman entrepreneur that's growing her business right here and really paying it forward in the community. So there are, there are many, many more, and I hate to list those few, but I know uh, time is... Well, well we, can, we can also see them on your website. So if you want to share the website, people can uh, obviously... Sure, you can too. go to Startup Erie PA. .com or Yes, And there's an opportunity to still buy tickets? Absolutely. Okay. I, I enjoyed your answer to my question of how big do you want to make this next year, and you said as big as we can. <laughs> That's right. So, I would love to see someday a uh, really tri-state regional from Buffalo to Cleveland down to Pittsburgh and, and have the event right here where all, all those cities are represented and all those entrepreneurs are here celebrating each other. That would be a blast. And maybe it's a whole weekend thing. I don't know. I, I think that's a good place. I think it's a good idea because with all the effort you're putting into it, you want to have the beginning part portion of it be the get to know each other, then the content base, then the celebration, and of course uh, the network that you build when you have more time to speak to people. You bet. But um, my hat's off to you because you have the ingredients it takes to be as big as you want it to be. Your, your intention's there. You have a board of directors. You had uh, uh, ample amount of time to share all the people. And, uh, you know, t- there is only so much time we can take. So it's good that we're able to at least give a shout-out to them. And when the radio show comes out, then you can let them know that they were honored. And what is, I know what a difference it makes, but just share uh, for you what a difference it makes for them to be involved. I'm sorry? To have people like this sponsoring your event, because uh, I know the challenges of most events is that they're in an uphill climb, they don't have enough budget, so share how important it is and, and maybe how you got some of these people involved. You know, just import, just as or more important as the, the funding support is the actual heart and soul and passion of these folks that are coming around to support our efforts. Um, one of the challenges that we have and still have are how do we really make this community owned and how does the community take ownership of this and make it a sustainable priority throughout the generations to come and understanding that we need to surround ourselves with people that they are smarter than ourselves in a lot of different areas as well as as passionate or more passionate about the potential that this region has and coming together and putting all of our resources or as much, many of our resources as we can towards that progress is, is really key. So what's next for 2017? What are you doing with your business, and how are you causing leadership? We are always looking for the next new thing that's going to support the growth and us reaching our potential as a region. The Ice House Leadership Program is in its infancy and being 
deployed as broadly and deeply across the community. And the Ice House Leadership Program is based on a book that's called Who Owns the Ice House? The Eight Life Lessons from an Unlikely Entrepreneur. The curriculum is based on those eight life lessons, and it's being taught in schools, in prisons, in senior centers, in government, with government employees, with dislocated workers. And what that does is teaches us, the program, the curriculum teaches us to reignite our entrepreneurial mindset. We were all born with it, and once we enter the school system, it tends to disappear pretty quickly. I could tell you a ton more about that, but just a real quick story. NASA was looking to find out who their most creative engineers were to be best equipped to solve some of their key problems. So they employed a doctor to come in and create an assessment to see just that, who were the most creative engineers on staff. 2% of those engineers rated genius on the creativity level. Well, the doctor, after giving the assessment and reviewing the results, thought to himself, I wonder how five-year-olds would fare on this test. And believe it or not, 98% of them scored genius level in in creativity. (laughs) So it just goes to show you, there's many, many more stories and stats about that, but how our educational system learned by memorizing, do what you told, do what you're told, don't, don't veer from the norm, walk the straight line is just not what encourages creativity and collaboration and teamwork and problem solving and critical thinking, all of those things that the World Economic Forum and so many others have confirmed are the 21st century workforce skills that are required. Well, I just went to Who Owns the Ice House uh, on Facebook and it says required reading for humanity entrepreneurship can empower ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things. So I just joined the, I have a pending for joining the group, but that seems like the kind of group you want to surround yourself with. Absolutely. And what other books have you read that changed your life and made you a a success in business? You know, Adam Grant's books, Give and Take, and the name is escaping me of his, his most recent one. Those two are top of mind for me. Another one was The Circle. I think it was the number one. What was the the name of the first author, Adam? Adam Grant. Okay. And the name of the book is Give Give and Take. Awesome. And then the second book? He has a more recent book that I can't think of the title right now. Um, Oh, don't worry about it. I'm saying the second book. And then the other one, the name is the, The Circle. Okay. And it is fiction, but it was like... 2014 or 2015's most popular entrepreneurial story. So the new one by Adam Grant is Originals. Yes, thank you. I'm here for you. And Give and Take was an amazing book. Uh, And it's kind of like a, for me, it was like a Malcolm Gladwell study on how human behavior works and being generous. And uh, although I did not read the book, I had uh, at least several people give me the premise and the synopsis of the book and I, I, I do. I bought the book. I just have to read it for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick read, and it, it it really grabs you. Yes. And so, would you mind sharing with the audience uh, the the takeaway for a give and take? What I remember the most about it is is the takers. One of the most famous takers is is 
the former Enron CEO, was it Ken Lay? Yes. And a prime example they gave of this is uh, the company's annual report. When you open the inside cover, how big is the picture of that CEO? Right. And I think his picture was probably at least a quarter or half of the page where you look at a CEO who's defined as a giver and the difference in, in the letter and the picture size of that CEO in their annual report. I can't do it justice. It's been a couple of years since I read the book, but it really it shows you how you can be a giver and a taker or a taker. The givers, in the end, are always the ones that are the most successful for the long term. Yes, but uh, the book also uh, does not ha- uh, it gives real direction that being a giver just for the sake of being a giver will never make you abundant because you don't have a plan, you don't have a strategy. And it's not about being a conditional giver. It's that you, when you're giving to takers, you're not actually giving um, in, in a way that causes community and abundance and synergy and a partnership. That's right. That's, that, that was part of the synopsis I had. And, and so uh, when they said who will do better in life, a taker or a giver, the, the, there was a caveat. The taker will do better in the short term because they're focused on what they can accumulate. But the giver with no intention and no plan is going to fare very poorly because they're going to be taken advantage of. So you really have to think about who you're giving and taking with. That's right. Thank you. That well, thank you. because, <laughs> and, and I still want to read it. So, I mean, I, 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 I love the fact that it's been recommended so many times and used. And that's one of the things we're doing with this show is we're taking the books that people say made a difference in their life and we're listing them in the, in the uh, two-page episode so that people want to be like that person. They read the same kind of things and they're going to resonate more with that, that success. Okay, so who is a, a mentor that you'd like to, say, change your life? There are men, many mentors in my life, and I, they change over time. Um, I have most of my mentors, I don't think this is always um, the case, most of them are, are senior to me and really help guide, not necessarily um, my technical or my marketing skills, but really help me get, help guide me in um, like the connections that we need to make and the opportunities that exist in always taking the high road and, and always focusing on, on doing what's right and in service to others. Well, I, uh, Todd has been wonderful in making our programs work while I've been traveling so extensively. So, Todd, did you have a question or two for Beth? Well, I, I certainly loved, and I, I, I uh, like you, uh, were looking up the Adam uh, Grant book uh, as well, uh, Originals and, and Give and Take. They, uh, they sound amazing. I have not read those, but they are definitely on my list now. Uh, I'm wondering, and this is a little bit more somewhat of a rapid-fire type question, but when, I mean, it sounds like to me, uh, Beth, that uh, you're a voracious reader like, uh, like I am and like Kim is and like Andre is. Well, when you're not... Uh, when you're not reading, uh, what is it that you like to do? What is it that you uh, really like to do most when you're not doing something like that? I absolutely love to listen to music. I love to be with people. And I love to be acting, getting things done, and, and helping move, okay, the, so- move the region forward. This is really my vocation. It's not... It's not a career or a job. So we have one minute left. So 
uh, let's give a shout out since you like music so much. Let's give a shout out to the band that's playing tomorrow, as well as the uh, give a band that you love to listen to now. Sure, and then it depends on the day as far as what I would like to listen to now. But the band <laughs> tomorrow is called the Blue Spiders, and they're a very well accomplished group of mu- musicians that come together every year specifically for this event. Great. And uh, what is? How can people reach out to you? How can people connect with you? Again, on disrupttheory.com or startupeerypa.com? Or did Excellent. I misunderstand the question? No, that was the question. We always end the show with people uh, giving their, their connection information. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And a quote you live by? Do you have a quote that you live by? Is it the golden rule is one of them that I can think of off the top of my head. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. And disrupt others as you'd want them to disrupt you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right. That's a All right, well, favorite. Beth, I'm glad we had that opportunity to not only have you on again, but uh, the timing of it, that tomorrow we will be shaking up the, the center of the United States and having it ripple all across the United States. So thank you. You've been amplified again. Look forward to featuring you in the book and also playing the big uh, part that I get to enjoy by uh, speaking at your event and causing a bigger disruption. Thank you guys so much. This is going to be a blast. All right. Take care. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.